hello, and welcome to another meeting of the After School Anime Club. My name is Max Newland, I'm your host for today, and with me today, are, as always, are two of your co-hosts. First of all, she's finally coming to the terms with the fact that he is, in fact, Vash the Stampede. It's Stevie Matos. Hello! Out of that med bed, ready to party. <laughs> At, ready to party, and he's not worth $60 billion <laughs> double dollars, but we love him anyway. It's Max Kosterek. I wish I could get a bounty that high. Hello, everyone. You deserve, you deserve. If I could piss off the government that much... <laughs> All you got to do is piss off the government, maybe destroy a whole town. Yeah. In today's dollars, though, six it, not just $60 billion, $60 billion double dollars, double which dollars, is $120 yeah. billion. Dollars. That's a lot of dollars. That'd be pretty darn that's, good. Yeah. yeah. You got to get creative. That's the GDP of some countries. Yeah, seriously. I'm starting <laughs> to get a little concerned about the uh, financiers of this bounty. Like, who has that money? Water what are they barons. doing with it? Nothing. Fucking Cliff. Fucking Cliff and his friends holding on to it. <laughs> yeah. Disgusting. I do like how the society has like well-established insurance infrastructure. I mean, that's the one thing that the <laughs> Wild West was missing. Insurance. <laughs> Actual legitimate insurance agents that weren't crooked as hell. On the subject, this is not related to this anime at all. This is the fastest tangent ever. But has anybody been following the pastor out of New York? who like got robbed at gunpoint and then like when he went to when he went to go file his insurance claim like the city of new york was like hold on a second and then you find out that this dude has been like thrown in jail for like insurance fraud have i told you about this guy what that's oh my god I will, new to me i will drop Real this life in the, vest the stampede <laughs> yeah but he's like <laughs> he's like a pastor he was like a pastor of a mega church in new york he was robbed at gunpoint he said he was he said he got like a million dollars of jewelry robbed off of him but when he went to go file his insurance claim essentially like i guess like whatever you have to do to get your insurance to make sure that it's legit i guess you have to get lawyers involved but like other people like other lawyers or something some some big or some big institution was like hold on a second didn't you fleece a woman out of her ninety thousand dollar life insurance policy hold on a second aren't you like 4.5 million dollars in arrears on a property in jersey hold on a second Did didn't you go to court <laughs> for insurance fraud and you're like what Nuts. I'll drop the links in the chat. They're crazy. <laughs> Stevie, I think here's here's the problem I'm having is that you have described a character from Trigun because I'm imagining them in the pastor garb and like there's a big gun underneath that. And then all of this happens. And this is pretty close to some of the plots of the episodes that we have watched. Yeah, pretty mm -hmm. much. Yes, mm -hmm. correct. Yeah. And we find out 100%. he has like a tragic reason for, for doing all of that <laughs> and um, didn't really want to do it in the first place. You know, that kind of thing. No, but had to do it. Had to do it to him. Had to do it to him. And, you know, that's what I was thinking today as I was uh, going over oh, the draft of, uh, of a certain oh, game. No. Oh, oh, no. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I got a new one for out. you. I got oh, a, new a, new one a new one just came up with. This is a game called Famous Cast Words. Okay. okay, I know right. why this is this happening because the names in this oh, show are okay. goofy as hell. <laughs> no, it's a little different. It may not be exactly what you're thinking of. You know how IMDb has a quotes section? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, 
I started looking in the quotes oh. section for all of the shows that we've watched. Um, and you got to tell me what character said what. I'm going to give you a quote. You tell me who said it. How's that sound? Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm ready for go. this. Let's go. Pretty straightforward, right? Yeah, let's do it. Are um, we buzzing again or not? Nah? Yeah, let's get you buzzing. I like the energy that brings to the show. <laughs> it really okay. makes us feel official. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so okay. The, the rules are simple. I felt like let's do an easy one. Let's do one straight across the bow. Everyone can pick this up. Qu quote number one, curiosity killed the cat. Well, good thing I'm not a cat. <laughs> that's uh, that's Kostrak. And we, we are guessing the character, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is this Sailor Moon? Is this Usagi? It's not Usagi. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. Off base uh, there. Stevie, oh. do you have a guess? Oh, there she yes. is. Is it Tenchi? That was Tenchi. Yes. Oh, nice. Tenchi said that <laughs> in the very first episode. Uh, Curiosity killed the cat. Good thing I'm not a cat. Yeah. I was oh, like. I, I remember that now. I was like, Damn. only one of our two doofy fucking teenagers could have said that. And if it yeah, wasn't exactly. Serena. <laughs> you had a 50-50 on teens. Really? Uh, Speaking of speaking of fifty fifty, I think this next one's gonna be really easy for you guys. Uh, but you know, Bye fingers man. on buzzers anyway. I don't let anyone in my sight get away, and my bullets never miss their mark, especially if it's the heart of a beautiful lady. Bang! <laughs> That's Kostrak. It's Bash the Stampede. That was Bash the Stampede. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I almost forgot to buzz in because I was just cracking up internally at that quote. <laughs> What a character. What a character. Yeah. So ridiculous. All right. Number three. <laughs> number three. Grandpa, you're hitting on everyone that comes by here. People are scared to come to the temple. <laughs> That's Stevie that time. Is that Ray? Yep. As Ray, yes. you know, Sailor Mars. Hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, th this next one might be difficult. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you this is from Tenchi. Okay. Right off the bat, this is mm -hmm. from Tenchi Muyo. Comics for girls? What is that? Uh, Stevie. Oh, no! <laughs> Comics for girls? What is... Uh, is that Tenchi? You know, it, yeah. Is it Tenchi? It was not Tenchi. Okay. Kostrak, do you have a guess? Yeah. Oh, um... It's uh, not Ryoko, is it? I, um... What's her name? Uh, Aisha? <laughs> or No. I'm thinking somebody. I, you're thinking oh of Ayaka, but unfortunately, it was in fact Ryoko. It was a Ryoko. Damn. Damn. It was a Ryoko. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's a point for Newland right there. Uh, next up, again from Tenchi, because I knew this would be kind of a tough one. Why? Why must I suffer from this kind of disgrace? Oh, I remember this. Uh, Stevie. Ayaka. Yes, indeed, that one was, uh, Hell Yuka. yeah! <laughs> Gotta get you, put yourself in the mind of the princess, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. How, um, how dare, how dare I pay consequences for my actions? It's very Aika. <laughs> <laughs> how dare people call me out on my abrasive behavior? Ah! <laughs> Next one might be easy. I don't have to tell you who, what, what show it's from. Because you'll get it from the context clues. Here it is. How nice of you to join us, Tuxedo Mask. You can share the same fate they're going to suffer. That's Custard. Uh, is that uh, one Jedi? <laughs> that was Jedi indeed. <laughs> 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 
Jed. <laughs> it's I'm from Jed. the IMDb page. <laughs> it's from the IMDb page for the uh, Deke dub. So they do, in fact, spell his name J E D I T E. My name's really Jed, and this is my rock. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Number seven, we're halfway through. Here's the quote. My power is severely amplified by the phases of the planet's moon. Oh, dang again. it. Um, uh, oh my God. Uh, I'm so bad with names. Katara uh, Katara. Ah! Clan Clan. Asia Clan Clan. Yes, indeed. That was I, I, get, I need to start getting the words like revving up an engine trying to figure out where the hell I was going. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> okay, number eight. Everyone ready? Yes. Ready. Okay, here's your quote. Hello, Masaki home. Oh, that sounds like if I were married to the family. How embarrassing. What do you think? Do you think it sounds that way? That's Stevie. Oh. Mihoshi? That's a Mihoshi right there. Yes, yeah. I remember that exact quote. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Two are doing great this round. Okay. I got number nine coming up hot for you. Here it is. Dangerous toys are fun, but you could get hurt. That's Stevie again. Is that Vash the Stampede? That was Vash the Stampede. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the Stampede. Stevie taking a, a nice lead. Yes, Good we're at this. Stevie has five, and Max, you're behind with only two at the moment. Uh, we're oh. going into question 10. <laughs> There's 12 three. total. No, I think Wait. you have three. Oh, Newland, you, you have one. You do. You do. You No, no, no. You, you, you're right. Kostrak does have three. That's true. <laughs> um, Getting my points. We have three left to go. It's, it's anyone's game. Okay. Anyone's game. This next one, again, might be pretty easy. Here we go. Number 10. Does this man look like the legendary gunman Vash the Stampede? That droopy-eyed, weak-looking, bristle-headed, promiscuous-looking, donut-freak of a man? That's Stevie. <laughs> is, that, is that Meryl? Yeah, that's Meryl. I like how she slips in promiscuous-looking in there. Like, what? That's a little, a little Freudian it's of you, It's the beauty mark. <laughs> right? All right, we've only got two left. Competition's heating up. Uh, this one we specifically commented on in the episode, so you this might be easy. Eleven. I love tuna fish and field mouse pudding. <laughs> I think that was Stevie once more. Yeah. Is that Luna? That was Luna. <laughs> what a quote! So I love good. these quotes. Me this game too. rules. Okay, and this is our capstone. This is the last one, number 12. Okay. Here it is. Just how long are you gonna keep whining? You gonna keep running away? Stevie, one more time. Is that Hot Ice Hilda? You are correct. That was Hot Ice Hilda. Congratulations, Stevie Matos, the winner of this week's game. Well earned. When I tell you I am dabbing, I mean it. I believe it. (laughs) <laughs> I believe I Let's can see it in my mind's eye. It's Stevie's yeah, honor. You deserve it. Let's Just all dab. Unless you're driving, because that requires a lot of very dangerous operations. Um, if yeah. you're behind the wheel of a motor vehicle. Please don't dab while operating heavy machinery. No dabbing and driving. Sailor says, no dab, don't dab and drive. Dab on the bus, though. It's good for the environment. Can you imagine if they did that with this show? They like tried to sandwich in like a little lesson at the end of every episode. <laughs> 
There should be every episode should have a says. A bash says at the end of this would be really good. Remember what? not to Wait. pour your whiskey off of the, off of a I very high say, structure. What would they be? Like, would it be like? Would it be like? Remember, kids, drinking because you've lost a loved one is understandable after a point, but after a while, it just turns into alcoholism. Reach out to your friends if you need support. Like, what would it be? Jeez. If you're gonna wave a gun around, make sure you don't kill anybody. Right. Guns are fun, but they're dangerous. <laughs> Are you fully informed on the dangers of puppy play? Oh, God. I think that's our, our, our transition, Max. If you want to tell us what happened in this episode oh. so that we can now talk about it. Yeah. I feel like I can give you uh, some understanding of what happened in this episode, and I'll do my best to, listener. Uh, but yeah, we watched five and six of Trigun, and this is what happened. Episode 5, Hard Puncher, begins with Vash the Stampede, a very wanted man. This episode sees multiple groups all gunning for the price on his head. Things get pretty heated up, and Meryl and Millie step in to calm everyone down, but a mysterious loudspeaker calls off the assault on Vash. This is the town's chairman, and he gets an earful about his local militia's gung-ho attitude. Unfortunately, the big man has already called in the last resort, i.e. some kind of giant steam-powered guy named Nebraska. Breaking news, a local child is here to report they caught Vash. We learn that the population here are refugees in their own home, unable to leave and ailing. The Nebraskas force a confrontation, and once Vash is finished tending to the wounded, he obliges them. For the first time in the series, Vash successfully fires his gun five times, diverting Gofsef's spinning fist, saving the sixth for the knockout blow. Merrill can no longer run from the truth. Love and peace! Episode 6, Lost July, starts right where the last one left off, with our agents finally taking on their official damage control duties. Ding ding! The biggest train you've ever seen is here, and among its passengers is a lady everyone can't stop themselves from noticing. She knows a thing or two about Vash, and it turns out she's also commissioned him to be her bodyguard. Plus, some other stuff. Don't think about that. Think about this cool ninja who comes out of nowhere and blows up Vash's room. Things start to get messy at the plant, and surprising no one, it's a trap. Elizabeth wants revenge for the destruction Vash wreaked on her home, but it'll take more than a meltdown to put him down. And in the end, he tries to make things right by revealing some interesting facts about himself. And that's where we left it on episode six, Trigon. Yeah. These were two pretty good episodes of anime. Yeah, they were. They were wonderful. Um, I like how, one, I this is, I think this would, well, no, Outlaw Star also had episodes that kind of like, they weren't always episodic. So I was going to say this is our first, this is our first anime that where like the story kind of continues over episodes, but that's not actually true. Um, but this is the first time we see it in Trigun for sure. But I really yeah. liked yeah, yeah, yeah. these two because it threw, um, which we, what we've been talking about for the last couple of episodes while we've been going through Trigun um, is how we're we're getting to know more about Vash through the people that Vash interacts with. And we really get yes. to see that in episode six. Um, we really get to see his stakes in episode five, which I really which I think is always I was like, oh, this is why Absolutely. I really love this show as a kid. It's yeah, so I've got stakes written in all caps here in my notes, Stevie. You're right yeah. on the mark. Mm hmm. And um, they did a really great job, I think, of 
moving things forward kind of in a bigger way? Because not only are now now are we hearing about Vash's past and his reputation from other people, we're starting to get a little bit straight from the horse's mouth. Like he's actually opening up about himself and his life. And yeah. and maybe like a little bit about who he is from his own perspective, which is important, obviously. Like we can't we can't just learn about Vash from third parties. We're eventually going to have to learn about Vash from Vash. And that's beginning now. Right. Which I really, really like. Uh, things that I also liked in episode five. Um, what did I write? Uh, oh, oh, I love a good clothesline moment. I just love the entire chase scene. <laughs> One, it was really fun. Yeah. It was really fu- well animated. Um, him, him falling through the clotheslines was honestly some of my favorite like frames in that episode, along with the grandma. Beautifully um, drawn, really cool yeah. animation. Compared mm-hmm. to the last episode we just discussed, which yes. had a lot of like just stilted, not good animation. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. was a fluid episode start to finish. So many great little sequences. Yeah. Uh, five and six both had, were like, you can clearly tell this is where they were spending the time. Like, right. on yes. some really good <laughs> stuff. There's a fight scene in episode six. He fights where Vash fights the uh, like ninja assassin in the nuclear mm-hmm. reactor or whatever. Knife man. Um, yeah. So cool. Like, beautifully fluid animation. Like, I could swear the frame rate get um, got a step up in those sequences even yes definitely yes. this was uh this was the cool alternate fight. universe where gene wasn't shit with his gun fighting a key <laughs> <laughs> i do love but, how competent vash is despite yeah. being as much of a dumbass that he is yeah, yeah. because it's like it's yeah. one of those things where it's like what did you say in the last episode where it was like uh newland where it was like the a good samurai lets his sword rest in a sheath you know what you said <laughs> yeah yeah he, ne- um, he never draws it yeah and so it's like i just it's nice to know like we we are we get to see this uh this person who actively tries like we said this before but like actively tries not to fight but can if he needs to and we got to see it in both episodes actually which i really liked yeah this Same. kind of yeah. reluctant warrior is like a really fun archetype and always like because it has this built-in um it has this built-in like you know that the in a minute he's going to stop being a reluctant warrior and actually fight so there's always this tantalizing hook of knowing that yeah. when this guy gets serious it's going to really go down i never get tired of this i got to be honest yeah. Same. i love this Same. big anime thing huge like always works on me when they do it in an anime like anytime you can prop a guy up as like this is the guy to beat and then you know we see him for like five episodes just kind of goofing around when he started he, I mean, he start. It's weird to say he starts this fight with Nebraska, but he basically starts and finishes it like at the same time. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, it's- and it's because, and what I like about it too is that, like, what I like about this archetype in anime is that yes, they are a reluctant, a reluctant uh, hero. Um, but I, it's like yes, I want to say that it's a, it's it's reluctant, but it's also like the certain conditions have to be met for me to jump into the fray. It's very much like these aren't yeah, my problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just passing through. And then it's like, oh, you've proven to me that you need my help, you know? And it's like, now I will help you. And I think we really see that with episode five, especially with all the women in the, in the, in the, uh, you know, building where they explain the bar, to him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the yeah. bar where they explain to him, it's like, no, we really need the bounty on your head. And he's the like, whole city oh. suffering. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, so the, the my fate is 
the um, is the reason why like my fate is the thing that like that will that will determine your future well let me mm -hmm. take your fate into my hands since it's so necessary for you let me help you get what you need you know while preserving myself because that's not a because it doesn't yeah. align with his rule right of love and peace of spreading love and peace and i i think it's, that's really it's cool. really consistent i like, I like it yeah yeah 100 yeah. percent Mm -hmm. um <laughs> how about these fucking villains in this episode though <laughs> thank you that was exactly what i wanted to talk about new lord baby man <laughs> yes the nebraska family all right the nebraska yes. okay this this is absolutely a trope right because i feel like i've seen this several times before which is really big monster uh -huh. man and little yeah do you know where guy. i've seen it spongebob it, it's been on Spongebob, it's in <laughs> One Punch Man did this, so many yes. shows, and, and this is a, a very continual idea of big muscle monster and little scientist. Yes, yes. Also, how do you imprison a person who's like four stories tall? How do you do that? Where oh do you my god, him? did you, you see that pit? like on the fucking episode six, we see their bounty sheet and Gofsef's height is li listed at like 36 feet tall? <laughs> do you really even need to list it like it's, he's just yeah. the guy you can see from three blocks away just right big <laughs> right just large uh sounds no, like a steam train think. like i don't know um i also like how they had a 700 year imprisonment and he was like i'm tired of that i don't need parole i'm just gonna leave yeah wait a second <laughs> 700 years 700 you years kidding? was their imprisonment they were supposed to be like sentenced to 700 years in prison i was like huh do you will you live that long well they just okay but are you and, know, and really are you free after 700 years do you serve no. a 700 year <laughs> sentence and then walk out the door nah mm -mm. nah i just i also like how we get the we get a variation of the first kind of like weapon that we saw in the first episode where we've got big large big large man's punching arm on the same like yeah yeah, yeah. like another retractable police weapon. on the retra yeah the retractable weapon kind of system thing which was very cool and a thing that i pointed out that i liked about it was that mm -hmm. it's very much like a cybernetic kind of arm where he can still feel stuff when he shoots it yeah he feels yeah. pain and cries out when it gets yeah shot. he like still yeah he like still feels pain and stuff when he gets shot and i was like oh so it's not just like a big old robot arm it's your whole arm that you put wires in the proper cool. cyborg man yeah a real cyborg guy i was like that was very cool but it was dope i was like oh shit i'd like a really love fist. also the way vash like sends a message to them <laughs> by writing it on his fist yeah just writes a little <laughs> note on his hand so he gets with it when it comes back. I, I love great. fucking with the villains. The the writing yeah. on the hand, the the toy gun also. Just yes. absolute power move of if I had a real gun, you would be dead five times over. Right. Absolutely. And like the um the the when they did shoot up the, the first villains in that in the fifth episode when they shot up the the bar and like they thought he was dead but it was just like ketchup or barbecue <laughs> sauce or something tomato <laughs> juice yeah tomato juice <laughs> he's like celebrating with them as they're like yeah. talking about how they're gonna spend their their 60 billion double dollars he's like that's bugs so great but like, wait shit. a minute he's yep. just the most bugs bunny dude man Amazing. Amazing. The power that comes from combining Looney Tunes with Shonen anime. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. Put Vash hey, in multiverses. Wait, hold on. Have I asked this question of y'all? Maybe. Who would win 
in a fight to the death. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Donald or Daffy Duck? Oh. Daffy Duck? There's no fucking question. <laughs> yeah. What? He has a kind of unhinged, like, depraved Yeah, Daffy Duck has the capacity to kill. Donald Duck will fail to heal his friends and then just get absolutely murdered by the first stray lightning bolt. I absolutely love asking people who have played Kingdom Hearts this question. Yeah, so yeah, many yeah. People because you know Donald Duck Donald's because useless. of Kingdom Hearts because he's so fucking useless. Donald has a toothless anger. He really does to me. I, I could. I don't think Donald Duck could kill a person. No, no. Daffy Duck could absolutely survive, if not thrive, in the world of Trigun. Donald Daffy make Duck it a has day. bodies in the basement right now already. He has <laughs> killed before. His bill has gone completely the around. Opposite his of Vash skull. the Stampede. <laughs> is he? Is he Vash's twin brother? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> we haven't gotten that far. Jesus Christ. Somewhere out there, there has to be art of like Bugs Bunny in the Vash the Stampede coat. Like, someone has to have done that, right? Oh, 100%. Uh, You know what? Let's take us. If we were running around in the 90s and early 2000s, putting the Tasmanian Devil and Tweety Bird in Bloods and Crips jerseys, you absolutely know they have done this to Bugs Bunny with Vash the Stampede. I'm I'm looking. Cause look, it's too perfect. Yeah. One hundred percent. Listener, if you've seen fan art of the likes that we're describing, you owe it to yourselves and to all the other members of the anime club to yeah, post it. I can't find it. Someone please find it or make it or I uh, I would really <laughs> like to see that. So or yes. you know what? Here's the other thing you can do is send us money so we can commission art of this. So we can really give it the attention it deserves. Yeah, we'll do a fundraiser. <laughs> Please. Um, I also want to say, you know, we're having a lot of fun. Episode five and six seem to kind of be a step up in terms of like using the medium as well. Like I know, like I, yeah. I, initially episode five, as it was opening, I was like, oh, this is very artistic, isn't it? When the bandits bust in and it's like all slow shots. But like, I mean, it was very yeah. artistic. It was very cool. It was. It was cool. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a step up. Mm-hmm. And they start doing more like more of that style of thing, getting a little interesting with the visuals, like trying to trying to do something more than just represent what's happening on the screen. Like show us a little bit about the characters, what they're thinking about and what what's going through their heads and stuff, which I like to see that. Agreed. I, I really enjoyed that. I like how they bring that animation motif back. Like they bring that convention back at the end of episode yes. six where yes. like they, they have that concept of like, cause what I got from that at the beginning of episode five and at the ending of episode six, where it's like for the specific people that are involved in this moment, the world has stopped or slowed. It's that, you yes. know, that moment of like suspension in time. Um, cause, and it was used really impactfully. I think in both ways. Cause if you, if like in both episodes, cause in episode five, I took it from the the perspective of the little boy who's begging his mother for a real gun but then um and like how it's like yes you want a real gun but you you now have firsthand experience on what a real gun can do and then fast yes. forward to episode six where it's like this moment of reconciliation between vash and elizabeth um with everybody with this weird juxtaposition and, and it's it's like this also this other big reconciliation with elizabeth where she's trying to she's actively trying to kill vash because she has a derringer in his gut and at the same time there are people running by them cheering vash and congratulating him for saving the day 
and she's yeah. just like, he's but just she can't saved reconcile the entire that. town. Yeah, she, he saved the entire town while this woman was like, but you destroyed my entire town, didn't you? Kind of thing, which I like how they yeah. were using it to like juxtapose people's realities with what's really going on, which I really, yeah, which yeah, I thought yeah. was really, really cool. I completely mm-hmm. agree. I think this is, these were, this is a pair of episodes. I'm really glad we watched these two together because they, they yes. have, that it bookends itself very well. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, one thing I don't know that we talked about yet, Vash, at the end here, you were talking about him and Elizabeth drops this bomb that he does yeah. not oh, yeah. remember what happened yeah well, i wanted to hear your all's thoughts on that <laughs> i mean i <laughs> i wasn't i don't know if i would say i was surprised but uh, it seems it's i mean it's very very interesting he also mentioned he has some childhood memories and so that stands yeah. out as well so it's not just like he woke up in the center of a crater he was a child yeah. who who had a life, and then there's a big gap, and then he woke up at the center of a crater. Yeah, yeah it's not that usual problem of amnesia where it's like, oh, you're essentially a whole new person now, right? It's right. <laughs> this this is no, Vash, yeah. and something happened. I don't know, and uh, here I am. I said this before before the podcast, but um, the the kids going love and peace in episode five um unlocked a room in my mind palace that i had forgotten about um so when we got to the end of episode six and vash is like i don't remember another door <laughs> oh opened and i was like oh oh, shit. oh, oh yeah because remember i've seen this before that's right so i know i know you why have the he doesn't have memories I remember these things, so I forgot that this is when we get this twist, when we get this wrinkle in the character development. That's Vash. But when he said it, I was like, oh, yes, that's because. Uh, <laughs> I'm remembering. <laughs> I'm remembering. Uh, because it's like, ah, the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, the, there's another that, interesting. There's another interesting little tiny bit of information that we get from Vash in the in five where he says as he's cornered he talks about how he's on a mission uh he's mm-hmm. looking for a specific man yeah um so like these are the two things i know yeah. about Vash now is that he's like look there is a guy he's looking for and he has this big memory gap yeah so we actually we also got another we got another glimpse into <laughs> we this got number three well, there was. It was earlier, and it was like, I can't remember the episode exactly. I think it was three. I think it was three. It was three or four where he says something like, he takes a moment where he's like, ah, for, and I think it was like May or something, or, but it wasn't, it's, the name started with an M, and he hmm. says something like, ah, for somebody, and then he like moves on, and it's like this brief oh, moment. Oh, I, I was remember like, this. Yeah, uh, and yeah, so yeah. that's actually allusion to his childhood. Nice. That's an allusion to his childhood. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I was like, oh, okay. That's where she comes up. Okay, cool. Because she, she becomes really relevant towards the end where he meets, where we meet the reason for why Vash has a bounty on his head and like all this other stuff. And that already got too close to spoiler territory. So I've got to yeah. stop talking. Can, now. can I actually, can, can I drop one more Vash mystery here that I am yes. curious about, which is what, 
the fuck did he do inside the reactor? What was I was that? What, 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 <laughs> oh, he reaches yeah. his arms up into the sky. Um, and photosynthesizes it? I have no idea. Communes with the light bulb reactor, which, I really again, love that's another whole topic we have to get into. <laughs> I yeah, know. So there are these, like, there are these big fucking facilities that, according to the people who live here, make it possible to live on this planet, but nobody does yeah. knows what they do. So, so for those of y'all who have suffered greatly, um, these reminded me immediately of those pyramid things and Mass Effect Andromeda. Did we all suffer that, or was I just the no, was I just I, the masochist? Okay, I, I was just the person who really was in a deep, deep, deep pit at that point in my life. Um, Thank so, you for conducting that necessary research for us, Stevie. Oh, it took me two years to finish that game and when i finally picked it back up two years after i got tired of dealing with the glitches i was 98 percent complete with it i only had 20 minutes left to do oh my god <laughs> sometimes that's just how an rpg goes i'm so mad at that game it was so bad um but in that game there are these pieces of humongous technology that were like that were essentially embedded in the planet left by an alien civilization a la mass effect hmm um hmm. where they were they were made they were made in order to let the planet be terraformed and also to make the planet habitable um and able to sustain human life and so that's what those reminded me of those big light bulb reactor generator things it was like oh so while it can't like completely terraform the planet it can at least make the planet habitable for humans which hmm. i think is really cool but it's like i don't remember if we get into um why they're there and who put them there i truly can't i couldn't tell you but i've always i forgot that that's what they were for because you we we've seen them in the background of a lot of the towns oh yeah that it's they, in the opening that been... too I, in fact i took notes on it last time because i'm like what is that yeah uh, and i was yeah. glad to get an answer it, essentially uh, i mean it seems like alien or ancient tech um the words they use are it allows them to do things beyond theoretical law yeah, what the uh, fuck does magic. that mean? Yeah. I, I guess thing things that they thought were not possible, I think essentially. I mean, living yeah. on a living on a desert planet with absolutely no vegetation and two fucking suns is kind of beyond two theoretical seems law. Bad. Two suns seems like a really like everybody's got cancer. All y'all got what's that one that starts with an M and ends with an A? Me, me, I just want to say myelodesioma, but I know that's the wrong one. That's, that's the one with like it. asbestos. It's if you were someone that. you know has been affected by mesothelioma, you guys remember those, phone, those weird commercials? I do. I know it's not that one. It's the other one. It's the sun cancer. Yeah, it's melanoma, I think. Melanoma. I'm yeah. sorry. It just has the word melanin in it, and I couldn't. I couldn't say that as a black mm, woman that mm, melanin had a mm, negative mm. connotation. I can't. I don't know what that's like. You're contractually bound. I understand. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, so I, I don't know. Oh, can we talk about know, that man. big train? Oh, the very big train. Yes. Love Our the big, big train. Old sand steamer. steamer humpback class. Yes. I just love the tech in this. I love the tech in this. So like good. It's space age, wild, wild west stuff. It's so cool. And like, and they're huge, right? Like they're meant to like also carry merchants and like all this stuff. And like they do this huge festival for it. I thought they were, I thought it was very dope. It was very dope. And also there's a fun combination of like visual styles going on across multiple like time periods. I'm thinking mm -hmm. specifically when Elizabeth walks off that she's wearing this costume that is like evocative of a southern belle 
um, but also like cut like a future costume. You know what I mean? Like it just mm-hmm. looks like yep. the yeah. future, but it has the yeah. line of like a, a ball gown from the like the um, I don't know. I'm about to show my ass here. Like Antebellum South hundreds. Yes, there we are. South. Is that what you're yeah, thinking? Like the Wild West. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like what's what I like <laughs> about the the design? It's very like it's very saloony wild wild west like the early 1900s like post-victorian era for like the for that but then it's also got like these um not neo-futuristic but um there's it's what half of the things were designed in in the 50s but like that that metropolis kind of feel with the clean lines and the and the curves and like the rounding because mm, like, i'm thinking of like mm-hmm. the because the 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 sand steamer like is very evocative of that um that um art nouveau that's what i'm thinking of that art nouveau kind of style but then we also have like antebellum south and like wild west kind of elements which is with with like in this like bleak landscape which i think is like really cool i've always loved that about this it's some really fun stuff to put in a blender essentially is what i would describe it yeah Yeah. like these are some fun items that you've thrown into the mix yes Great names that I heard uh, in this. When Elizabeth is walking by, the guy who looks like a a dollar store rodeo clown. um, Okay, this guy. His name, Supersonic Sodom the Great, I think is what I heard. Yeah, that's correct. Yep. And I immediately blink and you'll miss it. Incredible lines. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. Maybe we should also just talk about this five minutes of this whole episode because this was gross. (laughs) And weird. Yeah, everybody wants to be uh, Elizabeth's little puppy in this episode. (laughs) Also Meryl, uh, apparently. Yeah! Yeah. This is like a a meme in the city of Inapril. Everybody's really into this for some... I don't know. I, what's up, guys? Like writers, <laughs> translators for this episode. I don't know who's who's who who holds the blame here. Um, what's up? Are we good? Yeah, well, because there was like the whole thing. Yeah, because it was like there was there was an illusion. There was this constant dog metaphors, lots of puppy play. But then there was an outright like just like insult thrown at Meryl, which was just like, okay, that was a little bit. Yeah, from Vash, which was a little bit like, whoa, that's very out of left field for Vash, to be absolutely honest. He's never like outright like him and Meryl have a contentious relationship, but he's never outright like disrespected Meryl to her face like that I was like dang okay um that was excessive but go off I guess which I thought was a very uh very strange agreed some weird moments in these episodes and what are otherwise really fantastic episodes of anime yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, Yeah. but it, it just blows my mind the the how much of their of of it is in this episode yeah Yeah, and just in general there's a lot of stuff making it through whatever like content filter like this this was not nearly remember this was on adult swim yeah yeah so they're allowed to say cuss words such as the the gunman who after thinking he's killed vash the stampede says i'm so excited i could shit oh yeah You know, that thing we all say. (laughs) I've never been that excited. I've been excited to shit, but I've never been excited that I'd shit my pants. 
Mm-mm. Never. At, no. At one point, one of the children also says shit. Like they're getting their fill of the of the cussing wherever they can yeah. here. They're having oh, yeah, a good time. They've right. gone mad with power. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, because it wasn't like isn't that kid who tries to pick up Meryl? Like isn't that an actual kid or whatever? Because Millie's like uh-huh. they call you him don't a kid. Know how old she is because they call him a kid. And that's oh. when Vash comes in and 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 calls Meryl real bitchy. Yeah. Hmm. Like what? Okay, Vash. Hmm. All right, bud. Noted. Super, super. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I was like, what? I just, I don't know. And then uh, the thing with the assassin, there was this moment where he like shoots off the assassin's fa- uh, mask and it's like, oh, you're actually kind of cute. I'm like, are you bi? You're bisexual, Vash? Yeah, Vash. bisexual. No, because in Vash. that exact episode, he yeah. says the line, I wrote it down, I don't like sleeping with men, especially ugly ones. Right. But wait, doesn't that line imply that he does sleep with some men? Hold on. He just doesn't <laughs> like it. Ugly. He doesn't like it? Yeah. Wow, what we know is that especially is ugly ones. Okay. Mm. <laughs> we just were learning so much about Vash. You know, a lot of exposition in these two episodes. There was. There was a lot. There was. It was very weird. Although one of my favorite lines um, was wh- the second time they run into the assassin in the in the power plant, <laughs> and Vash just goes, "Can't you run?" <laughs> I'm like, Damn. And the camera. I thought this was clever. The camera does, in fact, cut to the fact that um, Elizabeth is wearing uh, clothing that would make running quite impossible for her. Right. <laughs> So like, that's like, kind of a fun, like, uh, they're they're justifying something, and I like that. They're putting in a little right. bit of homework mm-hmm. there. Right. Reader, she could not run. <laughs> Reader, she could not. He's not just being dumb. Right. Oh, he is just being dumb, rather. <laughs> right. Oh, no. But I did like how, and we talked about this at the beginning, um, but how how when we find out that Vash doesn't, remember anything between his childhood Mm -hmm. and the moment of the decimation of the town of july that he we i i got this impression i don't know if y'all did um i mean i guess come at me because i'm speaking in draft here but it kind of gave me this glimpse into you know why he's doing what he's doing he's carrying he's allowing people to heap on you know the blame for crimes he may or may not have committed you know but he he accepts he fully accepts that if someone says well you did this to my town or you did this to my family he's very open to saying okay and i'm sorry yeah, he's for that. carrying yeah. a burden for sure yeah he's not, he's carrying this is a not burden. just like oh i don't know what happened yeah no he's not trying to absolve himself of responsibility whether or not he deserves to be held accountable for it he's ready to take on that accountability and like i you really get that at the end of episode six which i thought was pretty like i was like oh that's pretty that like that makes you care about this literal bugs bunny ass motherfucker uh running around that's how they get you you know first they make you laugh and then they make you cry do you understand why he's one of my ryokos yeah Uh, i I I mean how could you i 100% get it (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, how can he not? <laughs> like, and if you haven't not? been watching the episode along with us, wh- the moment that we're kind of referring to is that it, Elizabeth reveals that you know Va- she lived in the place where you know Vash had his first big gigantic blow up, and she is about to shoot him um, until he's just so so like he's like quite literally disarmingly kind to her in this moment. Yeah. Uh, and she mm-hmm. just can't bring herself to do it because he's not this like 
unrepentant monster. He's a guy who, as we've been talking about, genuinely recognizes that he causes a lot of harm in the world and yeah. uh, is she interested was plan- in making amends She was planning to that. kill a monster, and that's not what she found. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she was struggling to reconcile with the fact that he wasn't a monster because, like we all know, it's easier to to you know like not saying a people but like when it comes to things like problems when a problem can be explained simply it's easy to take it apart and fix the problem or whatever but when a problem is a person you know a a person is not two-dimensional even if they are because Josh Stampede is technically two-dimensional because he's an animation. He's a cartoon character. He's rendered on paper. (laughs) He's rendered on paper. Um, But, you know, people are more complicated than that. And if a person is a problem, it's not something as simple as just being like, well, getting rid of you will fix all these problems that were left because it doesn't, right? And and I really got the vibe that he was, in fact, going to let her pull that trigger if that's what Absolutely. she needed to do in that moment. Same. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it Same. seemed like he was ready for that because, again, he seems to have quite a bit of remorse himself for what's happened. And I think that, like, this is just making the character so, obviously so much more interesting um, to, to see all of these different things stacked on top of each other. There's the, yeah. like, there's the gunslinger, but there's also the sort of repentant, you know, d- d- humanoid typhoon. And on top of that, also, there's a veneer of buffoonery. Yes. Um, and you start to wonder who the real Vash is, what the real Vash is like, if we've met, the, if we even know the real Vash at all. We have. I can tell you that we have. <laughs> I can't yeah. because it's like because you said something that really stuck out to me where it's like, you know, how he like, yeah, he's carrying this burden. But it's like, you know, who who like who's he doing it for? Why is he doing it? I'm just thinking like, oh, we learn about this so soon. We learn about this so soon because like we we understand why who he's looking for. And like we we, we learn yeah. in later episodes who he's looking for why he lets people talk to him and treat him this way why he just allows this bounty to go on instead of trying to clear his name and it's like there's a certain type of responsibility that he feels like he shirked and that's why he does all the things he does and i'm just like oh it's very good i can't recommend this i can't love a reluctant hero folks we do we're suckers but suckers. I I gotta say I, I I'm I did not expect to fall for this anime as much as I no, did. Dude, I think I've neither. said that for almost everyone we've watched. But uh, this is uh, different though. This is like another level for me. Like I'm this is yeah. I'm a bigger is, Trigon yeah. fan than I expected. Same. I uh, it, it is gonna be tough for me to walk away onto the next one without going through and just finishing this right now. Same, because I was just like, man, I ain't seen this in a hot minute. And I was like, yo, like we got back into it. And I was like, oh, this is why this one is good. And like the great thing about this one, too. Yeah, it's like, damn, it's like super good because it's like it's one of those ones where like and I like I I think I mentioned this when we first got into it. But I did. I had rewatched Outlaw Star within like the last six months before we actually started Uh diving uh into it as a series on this podcast. And like I did rewatch it and I was like, okay, it's got its moments. And I was like, oh, Gene kind of sucks <laughs> towards Delfina, like all those kind of things. Um, <laughs> he does. He kind of sucks towards Delfina, all those kinds of things. Um, and I got through it, and I remember I was sitting there looking like my dad uh, with my arms crossed on the couch, going like, huh, well, I can say I saw it as an adult. But now with Trigon, I'm sitting here like, man, 
man, like one, I did not realize how much of this series stayed in my memory. And two, mm. like, oh my God, like, holy shit. This is one of the reasons why I fell in love with anime. Cause it's one of my first animes that I like, I sat down and watched, like was like mm. religious about like summer visits at my dad's house, sneaking out of my bedroom late at night to watch it on adult swim. <laughs> Cause it was out, it was out, you know, on TV late and like tried to watch it from start to finish. And I was like, ah, this is the kind of anime that I've always loved. This is because it's stuff that I got into first. This yeah. Gundam Wing Bebop. Like, yeah, same I, kind I, of you vibe. You know what, Stevie, I would love is when we get to uh, uh, an episode where we could talk just more freely about anime in general, would be for us to explore some of these first animes for us. Yeah. Uh, because it's so fascinating to me talking to people and their different experiences and like what brought them into anime. But for everyone, it is very much this like, oh, this is a different medium. Like this is, there is yeah. nothing else like this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at the time it wasn't. And in a way that is just absolutely fascinating to me. Yeah. Same. Because like, I think yeah. of like what was on TV at the time that I was like watching a lot as a kid. And it was, it was like the really cool cartoons that were on Cartoon Network in that cartoon block that made me somehow feel like I was better than people <laughs> watch Nickelodeon. No shade to people watch Nickelodeon. Um, but it was like Johnny Bravo, Cow and Chicken, Ed and Eddie, oh God, Dexter's yeah. Lab, Powerpuff Girls, Courage I watched Cali so Dog. many cartoons as a kid. Uh, these are, uh, yeah. yeah, dude. <laughs> I yeah. was cartoons no. Only as a child for a little while. Same. Like I was vehement about this until I was like 16. I actually never watched a lot of live action anything. Um, and so like huh. I don't when people are like, oh, iCarly, oh, Xenon Girl 21st Century. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because I never watched uh, Salute Your Shorts, Pete and Pete. I don't I know what they I are. Avoided but I've never those seen as well. I did watch them from time to time, but I'm realizing now that, yeah, the majority of uh, of it was animation. And I think yeah. that's bled through to my adulthood. <laughs> Same. Yep, here we are. Same. Um, but yeah, but like it was for me, like when I when I first started watching anime, I was like, oh, this feel it felt still accessible because I was a child, but it felt like it was dealing with more mature themes that I could begin to relate to and start to understand because I was growing up, you know, and I was growing up with them in a lot of ways. And mm -hmm. so like when when American or like Western animation started catching up and realizing that, oh, wait, kids can handle this stuff. And we started getting things like Avatar, the last airbender and stuff. Yes. Um, it was like, oh, yeah. OK, cool. Now we don't have to keep going with like, but Ed, but they're toast anymore. So although I fucking love Ed and Eddie. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not going <laughs> to. Specifically, never going to shit on Ed and Eddie. to Ed, Ed and Eddie. Um, <laughs> I once saw, I just got to pull this out. Like, I, I know we're, we're getting near the end here, but like, I once saw a mod for Dark Souls that replaced all of the sound effects with the Ed, 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 Ed and Eddie sound effect library. <laughs> um, it's unbelievable. I might have to go find this. That's you, so you good. You might have to go find it. Uh, because holy shit and I, I well i didn't think about it until then because that show really did have a totally outrageous sound effects library um, literally wheezing. very unique sound oh i'm so excited oh, i'm always looking for a Sorry, fresh take on my favorite series of video what? games <laughs> i'm just thinking of like the goat sound oh my god they did have a lot of goat sounds in that show because of yeah. rolf because of Boys, I fucking love that. I fucking love so that. The son of a shepherd. <laughs> when Rolf came.
back as a black Twitter meme. I felt so vindicated. <laughs> <laughs> Life has many doors, Ed boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm gonna... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so you may have heard us uh, obliquely referencing uh, moving on from Trigon. <sighs> Uh, yeah. Well, you know, for better or for worse, that time has come that we in the anime club oh. uh, shift our sights from one property to another. And though we've had tremendous fun with Trigon, we'll be coming back, I think. Mm -hmm. For sure. Uh, Absolutely. There's pretty much no way we're not going to watch the rest of this, uh, if not for this show, then just to see what happens. But I think coming up next, uh, as the final, as the capstone to season one of the After School Anime Club... I want to get into something that uh, I once move back into something that I have familiarity with um, and that Stevie has familiarity with, but that's something that Mr. Kostrak here has not experienced at all. Oh, 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 oh was it? Uh, and it's the mobile suit show that uh, Amer that caught America by storm. Yes. Gundam Wing. Oh, yes. My nipples I'm are so hard so excitement. excited. This show has been recommended to me so many times. Fucking I it just no. happened to completely miss it. And I love mechs Brilliant and TV space show. and sci-fi. And I think I'm going to love this. Give me Zex Marquis. Uh, Give me Troa and Dua and Katra and Wufei. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> Uh, so many cool fucking Gundams, man. I have missed. I have missed Mecha anime. It's been a long time since I watched one. We're gonna fix that mistake. And you know what? They made a Gundam Wing movie that we might also just have to watch <gasps> at some point. Are we gonna watch it? Are we gonna watch Endless Waltz? Are you for real? Are you really gonna give me Endless Waltz? Let's go. <laughs> Uh, we're going to be doing a lot of planning over the, you know, over the next few weeks on exactly what's going to happen for season two of After School Anime Club. And, you know, we'll keep yeah. you in, we'll keep you abreast of all. Like most clubs, we operate in seasons. Yes. <laughs> Summer, winter, fall. Um, um, yes. excuse me, uh, uh semesters. Hello. <laughs> Second semester of Anime Club. Yeah. Second semester. That is that is actually what we should call it, Stevie. I gotta hand yeah, it to you. We can yeah. call them semesters. And 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 then after eight semesters, we can have a graduation ceremony uh, for Anime Club. Oh, yes. Then we can yes. become anime doctors after that. Yes, that's <laughs> been my plan take, all along. Wait, no. Do we have to apply for anime residencies? Yeah, then we we'll get anime our... bachelors. <laughs> my anime bachelors. And then masters and bachelors. And then we have to apply for anime residency and then doctors. <laughs> got a BFAA. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for adding the F in, Stevie. I was afraid to, and I shouldn't have been. I do have a BFA. I have a legitimate. <laughs> yeah, Bachelor of Fine yes. Arts of Anime. A BFAA. Of Fine Arts of... BFAA. We call that a BFA. <laughs> Beef of these nuts. <laughs> sorry, That's it. That's the know. end. That, you done. had to do it. No, no, you had to. I completely thank you, Newland. Thank you. Take us yeah. home, Newland. All right, all right, all right.
bell means that uh, this week's meeting of the After School Anime Club has come to a close. It's been a pleasure hanging out with you. If you'd like to follow us online, you can. It's at Anime Club Pod. I'm on Twitter, at Max Newland. Max, how about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. It's at Max underscore attacks. And Stevie. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter uh, under the handle A Smattering on both platforms. Uh, it would make us happy if you reviewed our podcast. You know? Please. If you give us five stars, you leave a rating, and you, you write a review that's funny and entertaining and contains zero chicken-headed shit, hey, you'll hear my voice reading it. Let me check. You know, I haven't. I, I actually haven't looked. Parting the curtain. I'm just gonna just gonna take a little look. We might have something. Yeah. Mm. We might have something. I'm sure. Oh, sure. this Apple ID's been locked for security reasons. <laughs> oh no! Um, okay, maybe I'll uh, we'll get back to that next episode. At this anime club, busted. Whoops! <laughs> the feds are coming. No shit. Oh no. <laughs> Quick everybody hide wipe your, your anime phones, collections. wipe your phones. We're so glad we got to spend this time with you and uh, you know, uh, delete this episode as soon as you're done listening or they're coming to you. Uh, we'll see you at the next <laughs> meeting. Thanks again. <laughs>